welcome to the Crossroads Podcast, a podcast where we expand the conversations from Crossroads, a weekly gathering of college and young adults out of Olive Baptist Church. Through the lens of scripture, we discuss some hot takes on the challenges young adults may face concerning faith, apologetics, theology, and hashtag adulting. For more information, visit allofbaptist.org slash young adults or follow us on social media. Hey, 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 guys. We are back in the podcast room with the world traveling lovely Miss Anna Grace Carrick. Bonjour. (gasps) And newly returned from also England, our fearless leader, TJ Hunter. Cheers. Love it. I am not as cultured as you guys, but... No, I have a terrible English accent. And tr- and trust I think me. it's actually buongiorno, so I actually messed that one up as well. Did you in Italy go up to people in Italy and try to speak Italian to them? Because no, I definitely I did didn't. that in England. <laughs> I didn't. I, was, I knew my lane, and it was not speaking Italian. I got told I had a 4 out of 10 accent. an American from, like, 50 paces yeah. away, so... Well, don't. apparently, even the way, like, I guess American... This is what I learned being in mm-hmm. obviously a different part of Europe, so tell me if you experience this, but apparently America as a country is just viewed as way more confident. Yes. So, like, they'll, like, like the people from England I was staying with and stuff, they'll be, like, they can, like, tell an American as they walk down the sidewalk just because there's this certain, like, way Gate. they walk mm-hmm. and, like, yeah. and I don't know. So I, I jokingly was, like, well, when you win a couple wars, <laughs> it has that. Oh, <laughs> But that Shots that fired. does play a huge part in the culture over there, and the like. If you're over in Europe, there's I don't think there's an like we have a, a little bit more of an openness about us. Yes, and they're a little more closed off, and I do think yes. it is because of the wars that have happened um, in their homeland. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed. I really enjoyed the people there, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I was really surprised. Like. Because coming from the south, like Florida, mm-hmm. I, like I feel like people were super kind, polite. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a higher level of like politeness. That's what I picked oh, up. Oh yeah, in, in England, the Brits are very mm-hmm. polite. Very yeah, posh. they're just really like nice and yeah. Like, they were just we talked to a bunch of strangers and they were nice. Yeah. So I also learned that there's a different English accent every like. Two hours. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, like, what we hear on TV is really just a London. Yeah, right. It's the very basic. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like Almost Liverpool has English. Scout, yes. I guess Scout, and then Mancunian, Mancunian from Manchester, England, mm-hmm. where it was, is like a different. So. Interesting. Yeah, there are videos on YouTube of just like someone going through all the different mm-hmm. English accents, and some of them you can't understand. Like it, I mean, to an American, it's very, very difficult. But mm-hmm. it's still a British accent, right? Which is kind of cool. So, what about you? How is Italy? It's amazing. Yeah. Yes, and the people over there are so kind as well, and um, welcoming. And the food was amazing. I love pasta so mm. much. So I had my fillo out. While I was over there, and um, the pizza was so good, and then um, on the coast, <laughs> um, we got to swim, which was the water was so blue there. Um, so I I loved my time over there, and there's so much history. Yeah, um, and um, being able to see all that was amazing. That's so. I just cool. feel like Europe is like very historical. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 
Like, oh, it's yeah. just, I don't know, maybe, or, I think because America's so big, there's not, like, it's, it's like, no. there's more, there's not as many history marketers per capita. Well, and it's also no. so new. Compared. Yeah, that's a good point. It's such a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, but I was really, I will say this, I think we have a good thing going on with our food. <laughs> like, your, like, European food's really good, but, like, we have such a variety Maybe that's uh, what I like. But they're so fresh mm, over there. Yeah, because they don't. No, I don't mean like commercial go. food because yeah. I feel like we're way more unhealthy. Mm-hmm. But oh, I yeah. mean like there's like variety. We can go get Mexican food. Oh yeah. Or like yeah. almost like I feel England like any different type. But I will say like, I feel like it'd be much easier to be healthier mm. food wise. Yes. Like there's like taxes. Is Italy the same way? Yes. Like you can't have like really unhealthy food just right. being bought. Yeah. But the full, full English breakfast did not do it for me. <laughs> I was so have you guys had that? I actually, shockingly enough, I haven't, even though I was over there for about a month. Really? I, you never had the full English? I didn't. I think the What names, part of England were you in? I was in London. Oh, nice. So yeah. you experienced the... I was in Oxford, but what's the full English it's breakfast? It's like beans and bangers and mash. You have a, oh, they yeah, had, it, it's yes. like a couple eggs, sausage... Blood pudding, but they call it like um, whatever another toad in the hole. Is that it? Yeah, that does. I I know another one. I'm not gonna say it on the, <laughs> on the podcast. It just wasn't the toast. <laughs> yeah, the, I, I went into it like it was the first thing we did with the missionary family. It's like we go get a full, they just call it full English. We mm-hmm. go to this place called the Beehive, and it's Sounds like tea. Mm-hmm. The coffee is great, which was a did surprise. You have clotted cream and scones. I had scones. I, I had scones. all that stuff was great. Like that type of like I loved like the more bakery side, but like the full English itself, I was like, I wish I was at like an American yeah, like breakfast joint where there's like bacon and eggs that are fried, not broiled. So mm. the Brits aren't really known for having good food, but yeah. like because of how many people immigrate to England. That food is really good. Like yeah. the spiciest Thai mm. I've ever had in my life was in England. Really? <laughs> yeah. That, that's I think what I was surprised at is like when I went, everyone's like it's going to be really bland, and it mm-hmm. it really wasn't. Like I have no complaints. I enjoy the food. Fish and chips is good. Fish and, chips. Fish and chips are mm. good over there. But I kind of <clears throat> Italy is probably better food, right? The, With the pasta. The, yes, the mm. pasta, the pizza. Did you get to make your own pasta? Um, no, we didn't get to make our own pasta, but we got to make our own pizza. So what? we went to like. A small little um, pizza joint in Napoli, and then we had um, the owner come out and show us how to make the dough, and then he took us into the back kitchen where the brick oven was that was like 600 degrees, and so we put our pizza in there with um, fresh red sauce and mozzarella. (gasps) Yeah. I think Italy is where it's at for the food, but coffee and pastries are good in England, you know? Tea. I brought Nigeria back a bunch of... Like shortbread, tea. Love it. Nice. Love it. Some other stuff. So it was it was good. Awesome. good. It was really good. Well, welcome home, guys. I think I need to do a mission trip to Italy, though. So. I mean, especially <laughs> because, I mean, we are going into a new series mm. that is looking at the letter to Rome. Mm. That's a good point. That is so After great the new segue. live series. Good I'm job, just saying, Grace. I'm just saying, like, I mean, mm-hmm. Anna Grace just got back from Rome. It was. So she got to walk the Romans A research road. trip, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, to be quite honest, I would love to go to like Corinth or Thessalonica mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah, oh, I think I need to go so look cool. at all the cities. Like that the everyone wants to go to Israel, and me, I'm just like, can I go to Greece? Oh, so you gotta go, go to see. Israel. <laughs> you need to go where our savior was, Grace. I, you know, but Paul's missions trips. Yeah. I, I mean, um, the, the, you know, <laughs> you gotta go to Israel. All right, all right. Anyways, so kicked off a new se- series last night. I was about to say season, but we're not in a TV show, so <laughs> <laughs> even though our lives sometimes feel like reality mm-hmm. TV, um, but going through verse by verse, Romans 8, mm-hmm. such an awesome take on this, and I don't know, I just got to say, Tim, last night, like, it was so encouraging, just... Um, it's such a good reminder to have like that passion instilled again of like, this is what Christ has done mm-hmm. for us. And this is just gazing at the beauty of Christ, like yeah. taking a moment to look at that. Um, so what, what really like stood out to you guys going through um, chapter eight verses one through five? Let's kick it off with that. Do you, do you want me to go first? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, yeah. I'll go first. Um, I think the fact that you pointed out like throughout the text that it was father, son Mm. and Holy Mm. spirit, all of heaven conspiring Mm. to really write and bring about our salvation is just such a beautiful truth Mm. that combats so much Mm. of the lies against our identities. Um, the lie, you know, the lies against, you know, we as being saved, like the doubts that we might have about mm-hmm. salvation. Um, so that was just a beautiful, yeah. beautiful, clear truth that I've definitely been meditating on. Yeah, that that was something I, I really did not. I mean, in verse four or three and four for God, you know, sends his son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin. And then uh, it introduces uh, the spirit life, which we'll really dig into next week in verses 5 through 11. But that was a big takeaway. I don't think I'd ever, and I've studied Romans 8 a lot, but I was like, man, like, because if you read Romans, there's not really much talk about the spirit, mm-hmm. um, specifically the Holy Spirit. I think basically, um, you know, Romans 5, 5 talks about the Holy Spirit's been given to us, but... Paul doesn't really lock in on life in the spirit much until Romans 8. It's almost like he unlocks a new door, mm-hmm. which is which is life in the spirit. You know, a lot of your Bibles, if you look on top of Romans 8, may say um, life in the spirit or something along those lines. So to me, that that's a huge takeaway um, that I think I'd missed before. Um, and, and it doesn't have to stay abstract. You know, it actually um, gives you tools to bring into your relationship with God, understanding he's not just vaguely saving you, but there's there's actually a relational way that the Trinity relates to each other, but then even relates to you. Um, so. That's good. Um, my takeaway was the first point that you really brought out in the first verse of there is therefore now no condemnation. Um, like the very essence of who we are, that there's something um, from the time we're born, that there's something broken inside of us. But when we step or when we're in Christ now, there is 
that part is completely gone and we are an entirely new creation and now there's no condemnation. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there's just such power in that when we grasp that and, um, then step into that new life, knowing that there's now no condemnation of what we did, um, in our past, um, or what we're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And even how you broke down very clearly, like even in the Greek where, um, it is written in such a way that there is like absolutely Mm -hmm. no way condemnation can seep into us because of our union with Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that brought a lot more clarity to me of like when we say we're in Christ, like what that brings about in our life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what you said, union with Christ is key. I think that's and you could argue that's another big at life of the spirit or union with Christ, which the spirit is what gives us union with Christ. Mm-hmm. So, but union with Christ is something that I think we forget a lot about, but it's, it's the core of the gospel because otherwise you have a very transactional mm-hmm. gospel. Mm-hmm. So it's, I like prayed to Jesus to get saved right. or I believed in these truths about Jesus or whatever, or, you know, whatever you want to say. Union with Christ is this language where, like, it makes the gospel all about connection to him. Mm-hmm. So then it, the whole point is being unified with his death, his resurrection, his ascension, his glorification, his life. So all of those things take place. And then it, it really gives us an understanding, of, okay, how can there be no condemnation? Well, because you're in Christ. Christ mm-hmm. doesn't get condemned, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. How can there be a promise for life after death? Well, you're in Christ. Christ rises again, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's a different emphasis that I think can help a lot of people, Mm -hmm. including ourselves, Um, because otherwise we put a lot of distance between our conversion and our everyday life. Yeah. And there's this huge gaping hole where it's like, okay, well, I came to Jesus for this, and then now, you know, I'm kind of just living life and with sporadic bursts of growth if a light bulb goes off. So. Yeah. And I think like it's such a good look at what the gospel is. Mm. Um, because like you said, a lot of times there can be almost this gap between like, okay, I got saved Mm -hmm. and now, Mm -hmm. you know, like, yeah. And now I'm just saved, you know, but that's like the starting point of where, new life is kickstarted. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really, really liked how you differentiated um, the law of the spirit um, and then the law of sin and death mm. um, and how you explained um, there is the law of the letter, but then there is also the, like the natural law of mm. like, like science or physics law almost in that sense of how the spirit of how sin and death work out. So there is freedom when you walk in the spirit, there is freedom from not only bondage, but there's also power to overcome Mm. some of those workings of the law of sin and death. Yeah. That's a great point. Um, we get to remember that with sin, um, and righteousness, like you said, there is a law. There's a way that God created the world, our bodies, relationships, life to work. And I think one of the points that Romans eight, we're going to see this is making, is you can live into death and destruction, or you can live into life and light and flourishing. Mm-hmm. 
So there's like a the the law like capital L A W when we think law like don't steal lie murder. Mm-hmm. It's putting a spotlight on the pre-existing laws mm-hmm. of life in the world that God made. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So it's like it's very helpful to understand <laughs> that rather than just like oh, I'm supposed to not do these things or supposed to do these things. Those things are just putting language to the way things work. Mm-hmm. And when you live into sin, you're living into death and destruction. So you're bringing it about in your body, your soul, your mind, mm-hmm. other people. It works its way into the ecosystem and mm-hmm. wars and rumors of wars. And later on Romans 8, it's going to talk about the whole creation is groaning because the entire creation has lived into sin. Mm-hmm. So sin is like created this law where everything's out of joint. But then the beauty of the life and the spirit is you actually get to reverse that. Mm-hmm. So you start to get to live and sow and reap life according to the spirit, which is these amazing things. So, mm. And I don't think people usually correlate that with the gospel. I think they're like, oh, that's like another thing I get to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, or they just say like, oh, I'm going to pursue joy. Mm-hmm. Or I'm going to pursue peace. Like I'm going to focus on this mm-hmm. for a while, trying mm-hmm. to get better being joyful. But I think what Romans 8 is teaching us that the gospel gives new life where you start to live into the spirit instead of into sin and death. Mm-hmm. And then these things begin to grow in you, which that, is new life. Yeah. That goes to the quote you had at the end of the gospel does not just answer how do I get to heaven. It answers how does heaven get into me. Mm-hmm. And like the idea that eternity begins now, which instead yeah. of when mm-hmm. we die and we have. Um, mm, you just came. Yeah. Eternity is now in session. Oh, that's yeah. good. It's a book somewhere. I don't know where, but I saw it. Hmm. Um, I almost claimed it as my own quote, and then I remembered it's a book title. <laughs> I'm like, that's why that was in my mind. But it really, it, that, yeah. that's really the heart of the series yeah. is to go like new life. Um, think about it. The spirit comes and dwells in us. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we spend a lot of time thinking about how we can vacate our lives. Mm-hmm instead of thinking about that Jesus has inhabited our lives. Mm. So it's like when you understand he's inhabited you, then you get to move forward into the world with this new law of life. Mm -hmm. And you realize it's essential that you're right here on the earth because you're you're light into the darkness because you possess some anonymous. But if you're not careful, you start to make the gospel about vacation, like Mm -hmm. vacating. Mm -hmm. So like... And, and yeah, we we can't wait. Like Scripture talks about in Romans eight again, it's going to talk about glorification. This day when we mm-hmm. get to be made new, mm-hmm. but that's just the ultimate culmination of what's already right. taking place. It's like a seed growing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I grew up thinking like the best thing that would ever happen is like if this all just ended and we mm-hmm. get zapped up to heaven. And I even heard things like. Well, why didn't God just kill you the second you were saved so you go straight to heaven? Well, right. you're here to be a witness. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, truth to that. But what it does is it disconnects, like, the nature of new life. is like, well, he didn't just, like, transactionally save you. Like, he came to dwell inside of you. Mm-hmm. Right. And make you his temple and make you a new kind of person. So Right. And he empowers you with the Holy Spirit because he knows that we cannot bring about mm-hmm. that sanctification process Mm -hmm. and he knows that we cannot like conquer the trials and the refining process that he puts us through Mm -hmm. without help so it is like again that trinitarian Mm. theology that you brought into it such a a beautiful 
picture of like how the father gave his son, the son is united with us, but he doesn't just leave us there. He wants mm-hmm. us to be what fully perfect and fully into mm-hmm. that glorified state. So he gives us the spirit to indwell in us, to empower us to yeah. get to that point. It's, it's mind boggling, yeah. mm-hmm. but it's so exciting. Like yeah. it's, I don't know, like last night it was just like, wow. Like God yes. did all of yeah. this for us. Like, mm-hmm that's just if that doesn't spark joy in you then it's like man yeah. <laughs> like how no, else yeah. do you understand this you know mm-hmm. yeah and I, I think that's like not, like and i mentioned it not to hate on like different influencers or whatever but it was like we can it, it's become pretty like prominent to like you you're trying to encourage people and i i i like the impulse like hey we're going to do a series on how to have joy or mm-hmm. how to find your purpose mm-hmm. or, and those things I think are good, but a lot, and if it's connected to the gospel, phenomenal, but a lot of times it becomes very disconnected from the gospel and becomes mm-hmm. a series of life hacks mm-hmm. and you miss the resources of the Trinity, mm-hmm. the father, son, the spirit, and what they actually bring about in your life. So it's not like I'm against being encouraging. I'm just like, well, let's lean into what is encouraging, which is the good news of Jesus, the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, the fullness of salvation. And I hope a lot about what this series does is it's going to show salvation as much more epic and robust than simply a one-time decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what Romans 8 does. Mm-hmm. Is it, It's like, hey, you've actually been made new, and this is what that means. Mm-hmm. And then Paul is going to talk about all different ways of how you've been made new. So, New life, guys. It's definitely something to celebrate. Mm -hmm. And I think bringing it down practically, it will give us a better perspective of how even the things that we do in the mundaneness of our life, Mm -hmm. because we are living in the spirit and because we are forever surrendering to, you know, the grace and the work of grace in our lives, like what we do now does have eternal value. Mm -hmm. What we do now does have an eternal impact. Mm -hmm. That's good. All right, guys. Well, that's giving you a little bit more of a taste of what is to come for Mm -hmm. a new series. Mm -hmm. Um, Come please join us on Tuesday nights. Um, We've got Dose of Community and a great series on new life that we're going through. And if you guys have any questions, DM us. For listening to the Crossroads podcast, where we expand the conversations from Crossroads, a weekly gathering of college and young adults out of Olive Baptist Church. We are big about building radical community by keeping it real and conquering those hot topics young adults may face. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a beat. And to find out more, visit olivebaptist.org slash young adults.